Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. In the studio with me today is Phil Moran, pastor of Christ Presbyterian, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Dayspring um, Reformed Church. We are missing Josh Bales, pastor of The Well. Um, he is playing in his yard. Actually, I think technically he's working. He's putting up a fence. Yeah, he but, is taking some vacation time, yeah, yeah. so we're, we're, gl- we're glad for him that he's getting some housework done. He's off for the week. Apparently he might, I, I haven't heard it. Does he have Sunday off as well? He didn't say. He just said he had the week off okay. that he was working. He had, a, I think his fence had blown down in that last storm, and he is uh, re-erecting it. Well, we have been working our way through the Psalms. This morning we are going to be looking at Psalm 110. We should have asked this on a different show. Um, oftentimes we talk about favorite Psalms and Psalms that we love. Um, it's interesting that probably Psalm 110 is not on a lot of people's short list, mm-hmm. um, but it is the Psalm most quoted in the New Testament. So I don't want to say it's the Holy Spirit's favorite Psalm, yeah, you can't but, say that. But it was the Holy Spirit's favorite psalm to use when he was inspiring the writers of the New Testament um, when they wrote the New Testament. So does do one of you guys want to read Psalm 110? Sure. Um, psalm 110. This is a psalm of David, as the inscription says. A psalm of David. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord sends forth from Zion your mighty scepter. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will offer themselves freely on the day of your power in holy garments from the womb of the morning. The dew of your youth will be yours. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings on the day of his wrath. He will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head. The, what makes this uh, so often quoted is that uh, it's speaking of uh, the Messiah, uh, the Christ, and uh, his um his ascension uh, to the right hand of God, uh, where he rules, and uh, the reminder of his uh, priesthood, uh, which wasn't after the Aaronic priesthood. It was uh, he wasn't in the line. His his lineage wasn't from Aaron's line, but he was uh, a priest. And how was he a priest after the order of Melchizedek, who appears just one time in Scripture? Right, mm-hmm. um, the king of Salem. Uh, that that goes out and serves as as priest, and uh, you know we don't have any other reference to him, so 
he just kind of he just appears, and so and this is the way the Lord's priesthood appears to us. You know, it doesn't it isn't connected to a genealogy? Mm-hmm. And this is sometimes called a royal psalm, uh, written by it's attributed to David, written by David, and um, it's extolling uh, David's kingship. But there's so much of it is not fulfilled by David, so it's it's looking to the future. And the future Davidic king, or the king in the line of David, uh, the Messiah. Uh, and remember, uh, you'll remember in the Gospels, uh, one of the t- one of the titles that, that was attributed to uh, to Jesus. And particularly, I'm thinking of uh, the, the time of his triumphal entry, Son of David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, Psalm 110 is looking forward uh, to the ultimate Son of David. Uh, who, you know, David, uh, when David writes this psalm, he doesn't know yet who he's writing about, his his distant descendant, Jesus Christ. Uh, but we now do, looking back, uh, we can see this as a prophetic psalm. And part of the reason why we call it a prophetic psalm is also even the use of the language of the psalm. It begins by saying, the Lord says. Mm-hmm. Um, that phrase isn't in the Psalter other than here, but that would be a common phrase in the prophets, Jeremiah, Isaiah. Um, they would use the Lord says over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. This is the only place it appears in the Psalter, and so it has more of this prophetic um, sense to it. And it's interesting that there are really two, if you will, clear prophetic statements made, um, kind of divine oracles. The first is, sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies your footstool. Verse 1, and then verse 4, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. And then here's the statement, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And we started the show by saying that this is the most quoted psalm in the New Testament, and it's those two divine statements, prophetic statements, if you will, that are the the part that gets quoted. Um, Sit at my right hand, and you are a priest forever. Um, are the statements that appear over and over again in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Well, And let me just give one example of, of uh, this usage of this, because Jesus himself quotes Psalm 110. Um, that first verse, the Lord said, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Well, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 22. Um, Jesus is in a, an exchange with the Pharisees, and Jesus put a question to them. I'm, I'm in Matthew 22 and verse 41. Uh, Jesus asked the Pharisees, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. Now that's a correct answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, son of David was one of the titles of the Christ, one of the titles of the Messiah. Now the Pharisees here are, of course, not acknowledging Jesus as Messiah, but, but they're saying that's his title, son of David. And he's, Jesus then says to them, how is it then that David, in the Spirit, calls him Lord? Now, this is a really good question. How could Jesus call his own son Lord? How could David call his own? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. could David call his, thank you for, how could David call his own son Lord? And then and Jesus quotes Psalm uh, 110, The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand, and I put your enemies under your feet. If then, Jesus goes on, if then David calls him Lord, 
How is he his son? And of course, this just leaves the Pharisees scratching their heads, but Jesus is giving a very clear indicator of his identity, mm-hmm. that he is both. He is both the son of David and he is the Lord of David. He is, he, he yeah. is David's descendant and rightful heir of, of the Davidic throne, and he is also God with us. Mm-hmm. This psalm is is unique in that it pairs together the idea of a king and a priest. Um, in Old Testament Israel, these were very distinct offices. Actually, mm. Uzziah gets in trouble um, right. in the book of Isaiah because he, as the king, tries to do priestly work, right. and God strikes him with leprosy um, for that sin. And here, those two offices are being brought together, and in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews really settles in on that idea that Jesus Christ is not only king, but especially um, there are segments of the book of Hebrews that really work, um, verse 4, about him being a priest forever. Um, Chapter 4, chapter 7 especially, really settles in on on this idea and demonstrating that Jesus Christ um, fulfills both of those offices. Actually, you could say he actually fulfills all three offices, prophet, priest, and king. But really, Psalm 110 is dealing with the, the priestly and the kingship aspects of, of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 4, to me, is, is powerful. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. Um, and th- that's just a... Uh, Wonderful reminder that we don't have to worry that God is fickle and arbitrary. Uh, God's not like us, blown with every changing, blown around by every changing wind. Um, that that God has sworn uh, to, um, and and when it says the Lord has sworn, it's L O R D all in caps, which indicates Yahweh, the divine name. I am. I am that I am the name revealed to Moses at the burning bush, um, that God has sworn and will not change his mind that Jesus is the Davidic king forever and the priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. In other words, our intermediary, our, our, our go-between, uh, the, the one who, uh, the mediator who reconciles us to God uh, we don't need to worry that God is going to change his mind about that. Uh, God has sworn it, and God keeps his word. And the conclusion that the book, the author to Hebrews makes about this is because of that, because he's a priest forever, um, chapter 7, verse 24 says, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. And then the conclusion that the author makes is this, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost uh-huh. those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Because mm-hmm. of the divine oath of God that Jesus Christ is a, a priest forever, because that's sure, the salvation of God's people, the author to Hebrews is saying, is also sure. Yes. Because Jesus Christ never stops his office. And because mm-hmm. he never stops his office, he always can save his people to the uttermost. They're, yes. they're safe. Yes. And that's a great um, 
great reassurance. Mm-hmm. This psalm also points to the ascension of, mm-hmm. of Christ, and we often, uh, we, I think, was it last last week was Ascension La- Thursday? Uh, last, uh, last Thursday, May, May 21. A, May 21 in our calendar here. It was Ascension Sunday, and we, we this psalm is often used in connection with Ascension Sunday, mm-hmm. or, or Ascension, ascension is actually on a, Ascension Day is actually a Thursday, um, but oftentimes men will preach from this Psalm, uh, this is uh, quoted in Acts two when um, you know Peter at Pentecost is is uh, preaching and he he's, he says uh, this Acts two thirty two this Jesus God raised up and of that we are all witnesses being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing for David did not ascend into heaven. But he himself says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. And, and uh, Peter does that by pointing to the fact that, uh, you know, the grave of David is still there. The, you know, you could open it up and find the bones, but the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the tomb and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of God with authority and power conferred to, to him. And so... Um, this is this is the one that, uh, while he was crucified, was exalted by God, and is now, as uh, was mentioned, is our intercessor in heaven. Mm-hmm. And the psalm closes with the final victory of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will execute judgment among the nations, filling them with corpses. He will shatter chiefs over the wide earth. He will drink from the brook by the way. Therefore, he will lift up his head and. All of that is, uh, I can just encapsulate that by saying Christ will win. Christ Mm -hmm. reigns over all in the end. He he will achieve his final purpose. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. Uh, We're really glad you joined us today. Hope you'll be back. 